as he was writing that, and I don't want to sound necessarily too negative, but it is, it is, and, and I've shared this with Stephen. Um, I've been in a lot of churches, um, even in a speaking capacity, and there's just uh, in in many churches there's just a lot of dry baptistries, and uh, it's it's disheartening. Um, ours is no different. Um, we baptize our own, but uh, we see very little evangelism. And uh, as I was reading Stephen's note, I couldn't help but think of many places where I've been. Um, there's full heads, maybe, and full hearts, even, but empty baptistries. So if we could be be praying about God using us and using our prayer, not only our praying, but our bodies, our mouths, um, our witness for him. Um, I really feel like even earlier this year when we were fasting for a week, that there was a lot of evangelism thrust that came from that. And um, there's a, um, a friend of mine in Albania who is a, a missionary in Albania. His name's David. And uh, he has a phrase that I have has just bounced around in my head for a long time. And that is, he says, pray, meet people, tell them about Jesus. Pray, meet people, tell them about Jesus. So it is basically dependence on the Lord. Uh, we are praying as we are now, and then we're just going to meet people. And as God opens doors... He makes a big uh, emphasis on the person of peace. And I think that was, it's either Luke 9 or Luke 7 or something like that. Um, finding a person of peace, but pray, meet people, tell them about Jesus. So I'm going to couple that with our prayer time today. And I'm, I'm going to keep my comments fairly short because we have several requests uh, to mention this morning. Um, and I want to make sure I cover those as well. But there is something very special not only about God's people praying together, but God's people praying using his word together. Um, uh, there's a, 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 there's accounts, many accounts of the last part of the 1800s circuit writing preachers in America would uh, have several churches that they would have on their circuit, if you will. And the circuit writing preachers, um, ended up being referred to as um, mobile or prayer instigators. We would call them mobile prayer instigators. In other words, they weren't just preaching. They were teaching congregations how to pray. And uh, several accounts that I've read, the, the circuit writing preachers would actually show up and never preach because the church was just full of praying and singing, worshiping. So, um, so with that, um, even... And there's reasons, I think, that that kind of diminished in the early early 1900s. But um, with that, I want to have us, if you wouldn't mind, if you happen, happen to have a Bible close, I would encourage you to turn to Luke chapter 19. And I want to do something that I really enjoy doing with groups, um, and that is just walking through a short passage of Scripture. We're going to be looking at seven verses of Scripture. I'm just going to read the text and then uh, make a couple comments and then be done. But um, as we pray... If the Lord brings to your heart things about this text to pray, um, then I think it'd be really neat. Um, some of these circuit writing preachers would call um, praying scripture, showing God his signature to his promises, showing God his own handwriting uh, to his promises. So as we, as we read this text, um, if something stirs your heart or jumps out to you about um, what we're talking about, evangelism, or even our dependence on God in prayer, then 
when it's your turn to pray, or if you volunteer to pray, um, maybe even use this text as a basis for your prayer. But um, Luke chapter 19, verse uh, verse 1, and there's a a couple of perspectives here we're going to take. We're going to take it one as the one is this person as Zacchaeus was looking for salvation, but also put ourselves in Zacchaeus's place as those who are seeking revival, if you will, seeking the, the working of the Lord in our hearts. So verse one, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans and he was rich And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And we can just pause here and think of those in our neighborhoods or in our in our field of acquaintances who really maybe are seeking to see Jesus. I um, I know a man that I've uh, he likes to walk. I'm not much of a walker, but I walk with him just to walk with him because he's an unbeliever and um, and uh, he is a seeker. I don't know how sincere of a seeker he is because I asked him to read the book of John. Um, I asked him to read it, read it 10 times and he has yet to do that. But uh, he, he really has um, over the years indicated a, a, being a seeker. So uh, and he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press or could not for the crowd. And I couldn't help but think, what is it that might keep somebody from seeking Jesus? Here it was a crowd. It might be sin. It might be culture. It might be politics. It may be other Christians. But uh, God, would you would you remove the things that keep people from you? Would you remove the hindrances to them coming? We can pray these things to the Lord. Um, because he was little of stature. Now, we're gonna, I'm not going to park there too long because I fit that category. I'm not a tall guy. Um, and if you have any short jokes, we'll just, uh, we'll just keep going forward here in the, in the passage. But verse four says, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. So here's persistence, even the persistence of an unbeliever. But this is where I encourage us to be persistent in our work, in our walk with the Lord. And even in our praying, it took effort to get up into that tree. And it takes effort to take an hour out of our day and pray, but there is reward that comes from that. For he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus. So he knew him by name. God knows us by name. And we could even pray for God to look upon our prayer time and even answer us, if it will. Um, make haste. And come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I can't, I can't, I couldn't underline this enough in my text. Um, I, I love what happens when somebody trusts Christ as Savior, and their heart is filled with joy, and darkness is gone, light has taken over. Uh, we can pray for this. And uh, off, and somebody who gets an idea of revival praying, it fills their heart with joy. And uh, when they saw it, they all murmured. So <laughs> maybe religious people were around them just grumbling. And I say, if there's people at church that don't understand why we take an hour a day out of prayer, let them grumble. Um, just let them be that. Let, um, and maybe God will turn their grumbling into joy someday. But... Um, 
and hopefully they would be minimal, um, saying that he was gone. He's he, he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Um, hmm. In in this grumbling, we have a man in our church. I'm just going to use his first name because he's involved in some some critical um, places in the world and in missions. His name's Steve. Um, he said this, I, I jotted it down the last time, one of the last times I heard him preach. He said, you ought to live your life with such gospel centered freedom and joy that uptight Christians doubt your salvation. <laughs> I love that. So somebody that's just, uh, um, um, not concerned with the advance of the gospel, but more about being in church, if you will, um, may think you're crazy and they're going to be grumbling. Just let them grumble. Verse 8, and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. So here is an obvious change of life. And can we be praying for this as we pray, meet people, tell them about Jesus? Let's be looking for the change that only God can bring. I would love for us, we would all love for this, if, if, all, if next year, God gives us all, through our praying and through our witness, the blessing of seeing somebody go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light and see the transformation that takes part in their lives and even see them join our prayer time praying for others. Um, And Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. And this is the verse that, when I read this, reminded me of Stephen's email. And and frankly, this is a text. We have a group of people that pray on Saturday night from our church via Zoom. And we use this text from Luke's chapter 19 on Saturday evening. And when I read Stephen's email, I couldn't help but think of this verse. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So um, praying together is special for evangelism. Um, and it replaces anxiety with boldness. It replaces apathy with compassion. This is what praying does. Um, our weaknesses become strengths in God's hand. And so, um, one final, uh, thought is I read here this or last night, uh, prayer then is the pump at the gas station that connects us to the fuel for faithful evangelism. Prayer is the pump at the gas station that connects us to the fuel for faithful evangelism. So praise the Lord for an emphasis on evangelism. Let's use our praying, even even the praying of Scripture back to the Lord as as a reminder to the Lord of, um, of his promises 